0: This is Wellspring, presented by Spectrum Health Zealand Community Hospital on 99.7 and 1450 WHTC. And for this Thursday, May 25th, we are joined by Meredith Skrotenborg. Meredith, good morning.
1: Gary, good morning, and thank you so much for having us. Of course, welcome to Wellspring, a weekly radio show sponsored by Spectrum Health Zealand Community Hospital, part of Corwell Health. May is Stroke Awareness Month, a time to raise awareness about the risk factors and symptoms of stroke, and it is so important to talk about this because many of the risk factors are preventable and actions taken or changes made now can lessen your risk. Stroke is one of the leading causes of death and disability in the U.S., and my guest today is Annie Wilkie, Stroke Coordinator for Zealand Hospital. Annie, thank you so much for joining us. First of all, tell us a little bit about yourself, your role, and your background.
2: Yeah, thank you so much for having me. So I have been with Corwell Health, previously Spectrum Health, for about 14 years now. I am a physical therapist by background, and I started working primarily in the neuro ICU at Butterworth Hospital with patients who have had a stroke. So I am now the stroke coordinator for Zeeland Hospital, and I help coordinate the best stroke care for our community.
1: Annie, thank you. Thank you for what you do. It is such important work. Um, What do you enjoy about what you get to do every day?
2: I um, absolutely love working with our community and our hospital to provide the most comprehensive stroke care for our patients, um, as well as providing education on prevention.
1: Good. Let's get back to the basics when it comes to actually understanding this, because I think a lot of people have heard the word stroke. We know that it's fairly common here in the U.S., but what exactly is it? What is this medical condition?
2: Yeah, so a stroke is a medical medical condition where something blocks blood supply to part of the brain or a blood vessel in the brain bursts.
1: And what usually causes a blockage or a burst? What kind of, what kind of conditions need to be present for something this dramatic to happen?
2: Uh, so sometimes there's fatty deposits in the arteries that can break off and they travel to the brain or sometimes blood flow from like an irregular heartbeat can form a clot. And oftentimes uncontrolled high blood pressure can cause that blood vessel to burst or one that's a little bit weak to start leaking.
1: Okay. And we know there are different types of strokes. Annie, can you tell us about those?
2: Sure. So there are two main types of stroke. The first type of stroke is an ischemic stroke. And this is when something is blocking blood flow to the brain. And this is actually the most common type of stroke. But the other stroke is called a hemorrhagic stroke. And this is when like leaked blood in the brain puts too much pressure on the cells and starts to damage brain cells.
1: How do we prevent this, Annie? We want to know what are the risk factors for stroke?
2: Yeah, so there are a lot of things that we can control. Some of them include uh, smoking, high blood pressure, high cholesterol, um, diabetes, um, sometimes, you know, lack of physical activity. And there's some things like gender, age, and race. Sometimes our family history puts that a little bit of higher risk factors for us. So all things to be aware of. Some we can control and some that are hereditary.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's important to know... Um, that genetic risk isn't it? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Annie what are the symptoms of stroke? We know it's important to move quickly if someone in fact has had a stroke or is having one.
2: So to remember the signs and symptoms of a stroke we use "Be FAST. So you want to remember "Be FAST. The B stands for any changes in balance so any sudden loss of balance or coordination. The E stands for eyes, so any trouble seeing out of one eye, both eyes. F is for face, so any sudden drooping of one side of the face. A is for arm, so any weakness in your arm or leg. Um, S is for speech, so trouble with speaking or understanding what someone is saying. And lastly, T stands for time. You want to call 911 right away and be fast to do so. So the faster you can come to see us, the faster we can help you because time is brain.
1: Time is brain. Talk about that a little bit, Annie. What do you mean by that? Time is brain.
2: Yeah. So the sooner you can come to the hospital, the sooner we are able to help you. Um, sometimes there's medication that can be offered if you come to us quickly. And then we're able to save those brain cells that have become damaged by um, the stroke.
1: Okay, and I know Gary has a question regarding warning signs. Gary, I'll
0: follow. I'll start with a pro, uh, a preview question, then I'll follow up with the the warning signs. Uh, some might s- say I'm having a stroke, but actually, they're having a TIA. Uh, uh, tell us a little bit exactly what exactly this is. This is.
2: Yeah, that is a very good question. So, a TIA stands for a transient ischemic attack. This is something that happens as a warning sign before a bigger stroke. So something that you shouldn't ignore. If you have any of those symptoms and they resolve and they go away, you should still seek medical attention immediately because that can mean something bigger could
0: follow. And that follows up with the, the thing, Meredith and Annie, about the fact if somebody has had a TIA or a couple, is it's a warning sign for a possible stroke, but could it be a sign that maybe not immediately, but say a few years down the road, it could come up again and it would be even worse.
2: Definitely. Yep. If you have one um, or, you know, a couple, it does as a precursor could be to a bigger stroke. So just something you want to seek medical attention for, kind of that red little warning flag that you should follow up with your physician and seek medical attention right away.
0: Meredith, I'll throw it back to you. Thank you.
2: Yeah, Gary, thank you. Um,
1: Annie, as we talk about symptoms of stroke, sometimes they're not as easily identified. Tell us why.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So sometimes you can have stroke symptoms that might not be so straightforward, and sometimes they can present as dizziness, nausea or vomiting, a really, really bad extreme headache, difficulty with coordination, or even swallowing. And a few of these symptoms have to do with a stroke that's in the very back of the brain that can oftentimes be um, hard to identify. So if you have any of those symptoms, again, it's very important to seek medical attention. Um, So when in doubt, please come see us.
1: Mm. Any question for you regarding, um, you know, if someone is presenting with symptoms, uh, what should you do? It's call 911, right?
2: Absolutely. You want to call 911. Always call 911. Um, That is the way to receive the quickest medical attention um, for a stroke. So,
1: Annie, I have a follow up question. As I play out this scenario kind of in my mind's eye, is there any merit in, you know, if an individual is having a stroke, having somebody else drive them to the ER, or is it get the ambulance there as fast as possible because they can start administering care?
2: Yeah, that is a very good point. So yes, you want to call 911 right away. Don't call your neighbor, call 911 first um, because they can help start the process of um, that medical care right away en route to the hospital. So. right,
1: mm-hmm. Okay, as we think about how important time is and, and getting that attention quickly. Um, talk about that need to act quickly. You've got some really interesting statistics, Annie, in regards to brain cells.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So it's important to ask or act fast because we talked about time being brain Mm -hmm. because 32,000 brain cells die every second during an ischemic stroke. So it's really important to get to us as fast as you can so we can help you or your loved one.
1: Annie, talk us through what happens at Zealand Hospital. If someone comes into the ER
2: with stroke symptoms, what does that look like? How quickly is the team moving? When you arrive with stroke symptoms, the team moves very, very quickly. You would be rapidly assessed by um, the nurses, the doctors. The next step would be you would go for a head CT and then there would be discussion if there's any medication or next steps to help um, stop the progression of stroke.
1: Okay, okay. Zealand Hospital received primary stroke certification by the Joint Commission, and that sounds very impressive, and it is. Tell us more about what this designation means.
2: It is very impressive. Um, So being a primary stroke center means that we have and provide the most up-to-date, evidence-based practice for our stroke patients. We use the guidelines from the American Heart Association to help develop all of our policies and procedures. So that means we have a bunch of, a big team of experts to help take care of you. Um, We are part of a large system. So we work really closely um, with our Grand Rapids Comprehensive Stroke Center. So we can also assess, diagnose, and treat strokes and transfer to um, a different level of care if needed.
1: I think that's a wonderful point, Annie. The fact that we are part of a large system as Corwell Health and have access to those additional resources to give our patients the very best care possible. I think that's a wonderful point.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, I know the hospital recently received national recognition for its commitment to provide high quality stroke care from the American Heart Association. Tell us about that too, Annie.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So that's correct. We received um, from the American Heart Association what they call the Silver Quality Award um, with Target Stroke Honor EV Plus. Sounds super fancy and it is, um, but we are honored to work with our type 2 diabetes and stuff as it relates to stroke. So um, a very, like an honored award to get from the American Heart Stroke Association. Yeah.
1: Annie, I think it's so important for us, you know, as we think about our listeners today. What advice do you have for action that they can take now to try to limit stroke risk? What are things that we should all be doing to try to try to keep that risk low?
2: Yeah, so stay away from some of those risk factors that we are able to control, like smoking, um, if we ha- have high blood pressure, following up with our primary care doc on that. Um, staying active and exercising regularly can really help as well. If you have any of those risk factors, you know, reach out to your doctor and talk about a plan of, um, you know, moving forward, how to best prevent any type of stroke. Mm -hmm.
1: When we do have a patient who suffers a stroke, Annie, what does life look like for them on the other side of the stroke? What kind of rehabilitation can they go through to, to try to thrive again?
2: Yeah, so depending on the type of stroke you have and the severity of symptoms, uh, Corwell Health offers a variety of rehabilitation places um, to continue to work on recovery after a stroke. And so we offer those resources available. So recovery can look different for each person, but recovery is possible. Mm -hmm. And we have a lot of um, great stories of those recovering after a stroke. So be fast and seek us immediately. (laughs)
1: <laughs> Absolutely. And is there anything else that you would like to share with our listeners today about stroke education, stroke prevention, stroke awareness?
2: Overall, I would just say if you recognize any of those signs and symptoms of stroke, the B fast, call 911, seek help immediately, and um, we will be there to help you.
1: Annie, we appreciate your time so much. Thank you for joining us and sharing this wonderful and really important information. Until next week, everybody. Spectrum Health Zealand Community Hospital, part of Corwell Health, wishes you
0: well. Thanks for listening to Wellspring, presented by Spectrum Health Zealand Community Hospital, on ninety nine seven and fourteen fifty WHTC.